I got to bring jobs in on time. I'm bringing jobs in on time. What do you mean train? Bringing a job in way under. Okay, sure. That's great. But is it really? If we have this big job and we're killing it, we're bringing it in under. Well, I don't know. These days, I, I would think about it. That, that might be a bad thing because we could have slowed down. We could have moved some people over to that job, trained them, still brought the job in under and gotten a lot of things accomplished at the same time. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another great episode of Out of the Hourglass, a podcast channel presented by Nolan Consulting Group. My name is Molly Nolan, and we're back today with NCG coach Andrew Amrine for the third installment of the KPI series by Organizational Department, today with a concentrated discussion on both inside and outside operations. With a focus on the preparation of the work and the production of the job itself, these KPIs focus on patterns, activity, efficiency, training, and performance. Andrew shares his thoughts on his favorite KPI at the moment and how we can use the data points these KPIs deliver to help future operations and processes. Today's episode of Out of the Hourglass is brought to you by Graco. Out of the Hourglass is a podcast channel dedicated to helping small business owners and contractors visualize their goals develop high-performing teams, and build sustainable growth. It's time to get out of the hourglass. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode. Andrew Amrine, and welcome back to the podcast. Hey, Ma. Thanks for having me back. I, 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 keep, I keep getting invited back. This is strange. You do. You keep, I, I mean, I think you're doing a good job. So, uh, Thanks, I think the people, I think the people like you. So I, I got to listen to the listeners, you know, I appreciate it. I, I was fishing for a compliment there and, and I got it. So I appreciate it. You're welcome. It's the only time Andrew gets compliments <laughs> is when he fishes for that. Just kidding. Just kidding. Andrew's well-respected and loved here. All right, Andrew, what are we doing today? We are getting back into our KPI series, uh, talking about KPIs by department. So we, we started this about a couple of weeks ago prior to our Grand Summit Conference. So it's nice to kind of get back into the routine of our podcast series. Uh, so today we're talking about inside and outside ops, which are two critical roles and departments within mm-hmm. the organizations. Mm-hmm. Last time we met, we talked about marketing and sales and had some really great insights there. You, you bring a lot of wisdom to the table. Look, I gave Appreciate you a- that. Yeah, so this, this one's going to be fun. You know, it, this this is not so easy. Um, moving to inside operations, um, I feel compelled to say, you know, if, if if we're the way we're discussing KPIs and our discussion here, you, you definitely want to go back and listen to the other episodes. We we define KPI and we define PFP and what what they can and can't do. So uh, just a, a reminder to to go back. And listen to those. Um, but so now we're we're moving from in our our path along the organization. We're moving from selling the work to planning the work mm-hmm. to producing the work to tracking the work. So the accounting and finance. So those four main pillars of an organization: selling it, planning it, producing it, tracking it. And so now we're in the planning part. We've done sales and marketing in that second pillar the planning part. And, you know, this, this one can be kind of tough. This is the in-between. Um, it's not always um, as easy to get a, 
a number, a trackable thing, mm-hmm. a KPI, so, something trackable. It's not quite as easy. And I think you know, when we think about a KPI within this vertical, you know, there are certain ones that come to mind, productivity being being mm-hmm. you know forefront. Uh, but there are a lot of other ones that are pretty important that we think deserve some attention, especially when we think about you know the the roles that are happening within your organization. And uh, you know, let's just start off with inside ops and the office. Mm-hmm. I mean, they. The folks in your office, whether it's your resource coordinators or your office managers, they're playing an important role in making sure that the jobs that have been sold are now prepped and planned um, and ready for production. Yeah. So when a job is sold, where does it go? It goes right. to inside ops. So, you know, uh, some fun things we, we talked about in the prior podcast, we talked about some things to track net promoter score. Um, we talked about canceled estimates that your inside ops team or inside sales can track um, those things. You know, I, I also think um, things that I've seen teams track. Um, one is uh, if you if you have multiple sales reps, I think tracking a total jobs one today, total jobs one in a day. So these are tracking as as your inside operations is processing jobs, processing what what used to be physical folders, now they're digital folders, they're creating jobs. So having this tracking of how many jobs were won today, how many or how many jobs were processed. So it gets to uh, productivity, it gets to capability of what our inside team can do. And so it's it's kind of a logging. Mm-hmm. Um, feature. It's, it's not necessarily something that, you know, your CRM is going to track automatically. A lot, a lot of this stuff, you know, it's not automatically tracked. So it may be a little bit more counting, more manual work around it, but counting things, tabulating things in this area, um, I think, I think can make it fun and really can show how the inside ops team is bringing a lot of value. Yeah, I think it can also show how efficient they are, or Mm -hmm. um, if there's inefficiencies, why is it because we need another person to be assisting in this position? Um, Is the person who's currently doing it, are they, you know, logged down with other items that aren't allowing them, you know, things to get processed in a day? Mm -hmm. So getting just kind of a clear picture of what's happening just gives you information to work with. Yeah, so some things to approach, you know, approach it first, just figuring out what are we doing? Don't, I wouldn't say approach it. Um, I'm not saying you're saying this, but don't mm-hmm. approach it as, uh, I know there's inefficiency here and I'm going to find it. Right. Approach it as just, what are we doing? What is it we're accomplishing? And then work together with your team to say, how can we improve it? So starting with total jobs, one in a day, the inside ops team can go to your CRM pipeline deals and sightly whatever you're using and just log that use a use a um, a google sheet to log total sales made across the entire team total to so the owner a sales rep or multiple sales reps however it is track that and then start reporting on it by week and now after a year of doing that or a season of doing that you now have history and now i i can compare are we closing more deals this year than last year do we, is it time for another person? Are we, are we closing enough deals that we need another seasonal person? Um, 
again, getting back to canceled estimates, how many canceled estimates were there in a day, logging this at the Mm -hmm. end of the day. So it it might be kind of tough to go back in Google Calendar and see what got deleted or in the calendaring system or or to pull up a report that says canceled jobs. So that's why it's a little tougher. You got to log it at the end of the day or or at the end of a a week or a look back or something. You want to do it in a timely way so that nothing gets forgotten. So total jobs, one in a day, canceled estimates, tracking, um, folders created. So now we're on the sales end of how, how many jobs got created. All right. So let's push the ball forward. So, you know, I, I think inside ops can do a lot with net promoter score and receiving report cards. So that's still within the realm where we've now moved from starting jobs to finishing jobs, but that's within the realm of, of inside ops. Mm-hmm. So inside ops really knowing that percentage of report cards collected across the entire organization. Um, what is our net promoter score? Are we reporting on it on the net promoter score? I will say very dangerous to do as a, as a pay for performance very dangerous to do a, a PFP on a score because you're going to incentivize bad behavior. You're going to incentivize shortcuts to get right. good, good scores. You want to, if, if you're going to incentivize something, you want to, in, you want to incentivize the, the collection rate that we collect 70% of our report cards, including the net promoter score. We're, we're incentivizing that. And then we review them. Um, I was also together. thinking, Andrew, as you were as you were talking, um, kind of looking the history component of the information that you're gathering. Would this be a great place then to look for for trends? Like you know, you look back at the at certain weeks or certain months and or in certain days and see we tend to be closing or winning more jobs on Wednesdays and Thursdays than we do on Mondays. Just to kind of give like looking into kind of uh, the the psychological buying of a of a of a customer or of a, of a prospect, like mm-hmm. are we are we more yeah. likely to to close on a job towards the end of the week than we are at the beginning of the week? Probably the other way around. They've had the or vice versa. Yeah, good. Yeah, I mean, good good uh, number there. Um, it's probably Mondays and Tuesdays because people have had the week to think about it. Mm-hmm. So if you start tracking that. Don't do as many estimates on Mondays and Tuesdays. Schedule your follow-ups for Mondays and Tuesdays because that's when people close. Um, one of the things that we do track uh, through the sales meeting report that we created uh, is we do track an average time to close. And what we see happen is for the seasonal businesses, Northeast, Northwest, um, you'll see in along these lines, you'll see that um, close rates start to go up and the length of time to close a job goes up in the spring because you've been estimating all winter long and now those jobs are closing. Uh, So this would be more for the residential uh, world. In the commercial world, the end of the year tends to be a big push because property managers are looking at their budgets and they're seeing "We've we've got money to spend, so let's close it. But definitely some of the things we're talking about, um, counting the number of callbacks, callbacks per day, callbacks per week. Um, this can be done a lot through the job costing, 
mm-hmm. but tracking that number. And so is there a period, is there a crew that's not doing so well at callbacks? Is there a time of season? Um, you know, I, I tend to start seeing, hearing people talking more about callbacks in July and August because all the work they've started now it's a month later and you're starting to see this, uh, attriculation of, um, of callbacks as it grows. So inside ops, a lot of man, maybe more manual tracking than automated because of the nature of it, but total jobs, one in a day, uh, report cards collected, tracking a callback number, um, and, um, jobs closed, callbacks, jobs closed, things like that. And um, jobs costed as well. I mean, looking at kind of the, t- would we conclude mm-hmm. in here, like the time frame for, for jobs to be costed? Um, would that be a particular KPI? Yeah, I think so. So from the, how long it takes or are we, so another manual thing, you know, I, one thing, a goal I like to set for people is by Thursday, anything that got finished last week is costed. That's a goal mm-hmm. that we work towards. Are we there? We're constantly working towards it or, or sooner, but how many times have we accomplished that? We pause for a quick moment to remind you that today's episode of Out of the Hourglass is brought to you by Graco. A USA-based manufacturer, Graco was founded in 1926 by two brothers who had an innovative idea. Today, they remain a multi-divisional global leading supplier of products and systems that move, measure, mix, control, dispense, and spray a wide variety of fluids and coatings. They pump peanut butter into jars and oil into automobiles, spray coatings onto pills, and paint and texture coatings onto homes and buildings. For over 60 years, the Graco Contractor Division has been the go-to for professional painting contractors wanting the best source of dependable and high-quality professional equipment that gets the job done. This includes equipment to apply architectural paint and coatings, disinfecting and sanitizing chemicals, drywall finishing, and interior and exterior texture coatings, pavement and protective field coatings. If you have a coatings application need, they have a solution. Their commitment to their end-user customer goes beyond the products they manufacture. All Graco employees are trained and committed to deliver A-plus customer service to every customer, every time. So if we pull back, you know, and think about this department um, as a whole, and, you, you know, you kind of said it from the very beginning, you know, the, K- the, the KPIs here are about um, tracking and logging things that have been done to help provide an, an outlook on trends, to help provide an outlook on efficiencies, um, and to kind of end to provide an outlook on uh, overall customer satisfaction, which is critically important. Um, and- yeah, I think so jobs won in a day and jobs completed in a day. That's just a fun thing to track. You know, we finished, right. tw- we finished 20 jobs in one day. I mean, that was, that's our record. That's amazing. Or the most we've ever sold in one day is we've closed 30 jobs in one day or 10 jobs in one day. And now it's like, oh, we're at 10. Let's do 11. Who's got, we, like, we can beat our record, you know, now. So jobs won in a day, jobs finished in a day, stuff like that is meaningful and it's, it, it's fun. Yeah, it's a morale booster. It gets people, yeah. uh, gets people excited. All right, so let's move over to outside ops. So we're talking field and operations mm. production here. Um, give us an outlook on how you, how you perceive these KPIs. 
Yeah. So this gets talked about a lot. So I don't want to, I don't think we need to beat a dead horse on this. We, we talk about it all the time. Productivity, report card collection by crew. You, you can do this in your job costing, track this stuff. So hours, um, profitability on jobs, tracking um, pushback, things like that. The thing that I'd like to bring up here in, in the, the purpose of this series. Um, so what if you can tell I'm, I'm struggling. <laughs> what, what if the KPIs and tracking and PFP pay for performance that got us here is not the KPIs tracking and PFP that's going to get us there. A lot has changed over the last 18 months, especially when it comes to recruiting and training. Right. Okay. Maybe it's an extreme example, but productivity is great. But if all a crew is focused on is productivity, then they're not likely slowing down and training. So in that way- They're not open to the idea- of slowing down and training. Right. What do you mean? What do you mean train? Like I got to bring jobs the back in on pocket. time. Right. I got to bring jobs in on time. I'm bringing jobs in on time. What do you mean train? So bringing a job in way under. Okay, sure. That's great. But is it really? So if, if we have this big job and we're killing it, we're bringing it in under. Well, I don't know. These days I, I would think about it. That, that might be a bad thing. Because we could have slowed down, we could have moved some people over to that job, trained them, still brought the job in under, and gotten a lot of things accomplished at the same time. And I, I know this is contrary to a lot of what we've talked about and a lot of what we've pushed hours, 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 bring jobs in, bring jobs in. But now more than ever, there's got to be a balance. So, you know, if you're this is an arbitrary number, but if you're more than 10% under on a job, that's not good. Like maybe, maybe we need to start thinking that way, that if, mm-hmm. if we're 15% under, that's not good. Slow down, train. So some, we're, we're missing an opportunity here to train and that's taking a look at the bigger picture. So what, a, what about creating a clock in item for training and tracking training hours and, giving bonuses based on promotions that when someone, when a new employee, and this is whether you're doing remodeling, paving, roofing, painting, framing, proverbial closets, whatever it is, I come back to that because that's what I did when I was in high school. (laughs) I I framed my uncle, general contractor. I, I framed closets. I framed a closet. So just one, you framed one closet. Uh, I think it was more than one, okay. but I didn't, I didn't last long. Framing was not <laughs> my strength. I, 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 my brain, I'm not a geometry mind. I'm a, a, a hey, accounting. It's good to algebra. know. It's good to know strengths and weaknesses. Yeah. I'm an algebra guy, not a geometry guy. There you go. Um, so uh, where were we? <laughs> um, no, looking at this, training, this, this those, approach um, can be talked about in any industry. This is not you know, set in one particular area. We were talking about promotions. Um, So anytime someone moves, a new employee stays 90 days, that crew leader gets a PFP. And anytime someone moves from laborer to craftsman, 
whoever trained them, maybe we share the money, but there's, I mean, one person in a month is bringing in a lot of gross profit, a thousand dollars. Every time somebody makes a significant growth movement, it's a thousand bucks. That crew, crew leader, we can share the bounty, but somebody gets a PFP around retention. We, we have an, a new employee lasted 90 days. In other words, be nice to people, work with them. Don't be a click. Don't, we're still struggling with this kind of thing. And it, it's hard. I've, I've got a crew where we are a team. It's hard to let people into that environment. I give people a lot of credit that it, it isn't necessarily purposeful, but we need to keep people. So be nice to them, train them, give them all the things that they need, do task lists every day, do what it takes to keep them. And if you do, you get money, you get rewarded, a reward. So PFP is not going to change behavior. We made this point in the original um, the original um, pod, or the first podcasts, culture changes behaviors. PFP, the best place for PFP is as a reward. If I'm counting on money and pay for performance to change behavior, we know that money is the worst motivator. In other words, using money is the hardest way to get what you want. Culture changes behavior. I can use these metrics as a reward. Um, Okay, I'm off my soapbox now. <laughs> oh, but it, it's a good it's a good soapbox. I think it's just important to say, you know, that this is something that you um, relate or really hits home for you, Andrew. I could be speaking out of turn here, but so correct me if I'm wrong. But it's not a it's not a change to the PFP that you want to make on a in a dramatic shift. This is a conversation with your your management team and your crews and letting them understand how you're how you're relooking at the PFP, why training is so important, looking back at the last 18 months. So we've had to shift who we're looking to hire. Yeah. And let's start rewarding the behaviors that we want. Right. And and helping others make those new behaviors. That's the that's the culture role. Let let's reward the things that are going well. And so these these things that we hold sacred about bringing jobs under well, like I said, if we're more than 10 or 15% under on a job, is that really good? I'm not sure it is anymore. I mean, sure, it's wonderful, but are we missing an opportunity to train people to do something to affect the long term? Go Always go back to, if you get pushback, go back to the why of it. Make sure you're explaining the, mm-hmm. the reason that we're doing it and why, why you see it as important. Um, as a hopeful way to, or to persuade people to, to kind of see that perspective. So, so these are new metrics people are tracking. Um, retention, how many people are making it 90 days? Um, we've, we've been tracking turnover rates for a while in the summit group um, and now rewarding through pay for performance around retention, around promotions that if somebody gets promoted on the crew, there's a spiff, a PFP, a reward for that for those behaviors, um, tracking training hours. Um, you know, part of that is something I hear a lot is, and we're, we're kind of maybe going down a rabbit hole here, but new employees at any level, I've got stuff for them to do in the morning. I have stuff for them to do in the afternoon. And and Steve Talkington, uh, another business coach and owner, he really cemented this in my head. This is really his thinking. I got stuff to do in the morning, stuff to do in the afternoon and nothing to do in the middle of the day. So clock into training, track training hours. And even if it's just verbally praising the crew leader for promoting training, 
um, we re, you know, rethinking how we can reward the behaviors we want. It's a reward. Remember, it's, it's not a motivator. It's a reward. Culture is the motivator. Andrew, what's your, of, of these KPIs within this particular department of, of operations productivity, what's your favorite? Like, which of these do you, when you're working with different companies, do you uh, kind of zero in on first? What gets you excited? You know, it's an interesting question because it used to be productivity. And I, I love looking at the job costing and I love looking at productivity by crew, productivity by job type, productivity by sales rep, productivity by month, productivity by quarter, breaking it down and, and trying to see where we can help people improve. Um, we, we, are, we had a crew leader or foreman and we gave that foreman one more person and they're doing great. So now we can give them another person or we gave a crew. We added a fifth person to a crew and productivity dropped. So don't fire them. Just take that one person away, put them back in a position where they can win. Now it's, you probably guess it's this training stuff. I, I really want to know how many hours are being spent on training. Who's clocking in? How are we budgeting for it? What results are we seeing? Are we, how many people got promoted this month? Um, how many skills tests got taken, you know, the, the, um, I was going to say learning library, the learning pathways that are being innovated, uh, in the summit group, Nolan painting, obviously playing a huge role in that tracking, um, Steve Talkington also has been doing this for a long time. How many people are taking the tests? We had 10 people take skills tests, um, this week. I mean, that's incredible mm -hmm. tracking how many people are, are progressing and moving, at the field supervisor level, I think that's an awesome metric to know that they know that number. I had 10 people take skills tests this week. Eight of them passed. Two of them are doing it again next week. Uh, performance painting down in Jacksonville, Florida is also um, really kind of put training on a pedestal. I mean, they, they, they've, I they've made a culture around training and they've made it fun. They've got almost like baseball cards that people are given based upon what level they're at. Their, um, their hard hats have, have different descriptors on them so that people can know who is available, who is trained to do what. Um, but they've, they've made it. That's I, that, that is awesome. I they've love almost, they've, they've, they've gamified it a bit. And I think that's the yeah. way we got to look at it. We're looking at a generation that loves games, that loves video games and playing things online is used to digital, you know, uh, the digital world. So let's game training. Let's make it something that people um, are accustomed to. I'm a, I'm a big fan of different color shirts that yep. when you achieve different level, you get a different color shirt or something on your hard hat or something. I mean, the military has this down pat. They've got all kinds of badges and everything for this. And the NFL mm -hmm. football has this down, the stickers on the helmets, some teams stickers on the helmets and for things that they've achieved. I'm a huge fan of this. I, I think maybe the head trash around it as well. I don't, I don't want the customer knowing that there's an apprentice on their, on their job site. Are you kidding me? Almost 100% of the time. I, and, and I haven't had that many conversations around it, but almost a hundred percent of the time, do you know what I hear when, so when we're working with owners and they say, yeah, it actually came up on a job site. Do you know what the customer says? What do they say? Wow. I wish my company did this. Mm. They don't hate it. They love it. Like, wow, I, I wish my company did this kind of training. 
it all goes back to communi- to communicating it. If you if you speak it and say it, you're going to find that the owner is okay with it. It's but if you or property manager or whomever, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. You know, there's whatever environment you're in. We are. I am convinced of this. We have all got to become our own training academy because we we can no longer source experienced people from the marketplace. We've got to take people who are working at Chipotle or Walgreens or CVS and give them a better life because they're working in retail seven days a week, crazy hours, and our industry can give them a life. Can you tell I'm passionate about this? And I, you know what, when I asked you that question of your favorite KPI, I did not know we were going to go down this, <laughs> down this path. Um, but I'm, I'm glad that we did. And so I think, you know, those who are listening out there, if there's one thing that you take away from this particular episode, um, you know, f- focusing on these KPIs, it's that training, 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 and KPIs around training are really important. And if you're not doing them, start thinking about it. What you track improves. So start tracking the things that you want to know more about. Yeah. All right. Well, I think this kind of gears us up for our next and final episode of this series. Well, we'll be focusing on human resources, which, and accounting, which, you know, it's easy to say these, all of these really intertwine uh, amongst each other. Um, And each, the information that one department gives to another, everything, is interconnected and we can't yep. do one without the other. So um, that's, that's also the point um, of this series is to really break it down, but also show you that they all, they all communicate. So we'll, in a couple of weeks, we'll come back and we'll focus on HR and accounting, and then we'll call the KPI series a wrap, Andrew. Cool. So I, I do feel compelled to say, you know, out, out there in the audience, I'm sure there's great ideas for yes. things to track. You know, we're, we're trying to be comprehensive, but in, in no means complete. So if, if you have a cool KPI that you're tracking, so a KPI is a thing that's trackable, that's quantifiable, uh, let us know, put it in the comments or shoot us an email because we, this is this, what got us here isn't going to get us there. And we've, we've got to look at how we're going to, how we're going to thrive in this, this new environment we're in. Absolutely. And if you have a question about a KPI that we've discussed um, or, you know, a topic in general, always feel free to reach out um, to one of our coaches or just info at nolancg.com. And we will be very happy to uh, to talk, talk to you about that. Um, Andrew, thank, thank you again. Until next time, we will uh, we'll see you in two weeks. Yeah. Great, talk, great talking, Mo. Likewise, Andrew. Thanks all. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode. Out of the Hourglass is recorded and produced by the team at Nolan Consulting Group, a nationwide business consulting firm with coaches located around the country. Have a question, comment, or idea for a future episode? We'd love to hear from you. Visit our website, www.nolancg.com.